Season 2, Episode 17. It's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geekdom. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice. We believe that his example could inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comicast. Welcome back to the Show Me Comicast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I plead the fifth. And I'm good old Chris Nays. No, you're not. You're nasty Nays for this one. Because we're going to mix the... The familiar Nays as a last name with the strange, why would he be so nasty? I never figured it out myself why people call me that. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, apparently, and it's intriguing. Familiar and strange. It's a backstory that we don't know. <laughs> Which, that's going to be our topic today. Is uh, So if you have a writer's block, or if you have artist's block, let's say you keep on drawing the same rip-off of a superhero over and over again because you can't come up with something new... We're here to tell you the writer's block and artist block is a bunch of fooing. <laughs> no such thing. And we're going to prove it today with a little technique called blending the familiar with the strange. Tim, have you ever heard of this? Um, I have not. Why don't you explain it to me? You were supposed to say yeah, and I was going to say drop knowledge on us, son. Oh, I was trying to... <laughs> He didn't see that one coming. I didn't see that one coming because usually it's... <laughs> All right. All so right. blending the familiar with the strange, this is... Uh, I mean, it's almost in our vernacular as a people. You know, we'll say like, man, this beer is like Budweiser on steroids. And you're like, whoa, a beer on steroids? It's uh, <laughs> something I know. I drink beer or steroids, something I've never done. Wow, that must be uh, crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's worked our way into our vernacular like that, or you always hear in in Hollywood, you know, it's like uh, it's like Jaws, but in space. <laughs> Holy cow, Jaws in space? Are you kidding me? Or it's like uh, it's like Wizard of Oz. If the Wizard of Oz was the devil, oh bum, my bum, uh, bum. gosh! <laughs> or, or it's like. Uh, What's another one that's good for a Hollywood pitch? <laughs> it's Adam Sandler in <laughs> The Stapler. <laughs> no, it's Rob Snyder oh, well, yeah. in The Stapler. Uh, you, know, you saw what I was going for. Well, the, the thing is, Adam Sandler's more familiar and The Stapler's more strange, <laughs> yeah. whereas Rob Snyder is strange. And you the wouldn't Stapler put them strange. together is the point. <laughs> so, in all seriousness, since that's my catchphrase, Blending the familiar and the strange is an old-style technique of coming up with a story idea. All right? It works beautifully. Uh, We could probably think of lots of things that blend the familiar with the strange uh, when it comes to stories that we like. What's a a good example of it? Just tell me a story you like, and I'll break it down into familiar and strange. Princess Bride. Okay. Okay. Princess Bride. So it is. Oh, damn it, that's a hard one. <laughs> Big Lebowski. 
Man, I wasn't Tell me prepared. what movie you want Ter- me to say. Terminator? No, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, okay. Terminator. Okay. okay. Terminator is the story about a war between robots and man in the future. Okay. But the battle takes place in the past. What? Bum, bum. Familiar, robots versus humans in the future. Strange. Pull it back through time travel and put it in our world. Suddenly you have, damn, tell me that story. You know? All right, how about another one, Tim? Okay. Jurassic Park. All right, Jurassic Park. So you have um, the classic story, man versus nature. That's a familiar story, right? Whether it's a man versus, you know, a hurricane or a man versus a man-eating lion. But now you say, this man versus nature story is we've resurrected dinosaurs in the modern world. So if you had told the story of a prehistoric man with a stone-headed spear fighting a dinosaur, Mm -hmm. even though that's totally inaccurate, familiar. Man fighting dinosaurs in modern times, strange. All right. So you blend them together. That's the idea. And that's how we are going to destroy your concept of writer's block. All right? So if you say, uh, I want to make a superhero, as an artist, I'm going to draw a sketch, you could take one element that's familiar. What's familiar about superheroes? Uh, they're, for the most part, humanoid form. Humanoid, muscular, caped, right? Mm-hmm. And a cleft palate. Strange, mm-hmm. all right? Or albino. Strange. The strangest. You know? Or how about they're super strong, but they have a withered arm. Reminds me of a story when, uh, this is in real life, I was at Cold Stone Creamery. And I went in. Where is this going? And I ordered an ice cream. I like and it, love it, or gotta have it. I think it was love it. I don't understand the. Those this, are the sizes. Oh, okay. This guy worked at Cold Stone Creamery. He was turned profile. When he turned full on, I noticed he had a withered arm. A little bit freaky. All right. <laughs> a little. Let's be honest. So I was like... <laughs> I'm assuming that's not a scooping arm. I hope <laughs> exactly you're way ahead of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> way to step I'm on like, his... <laughs> which arm is he going to scoop with? Because I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> if it's his withered arm. Sorry to laugh at <laughs> so I listeners. So I select my flavor, and I notice he picks up the scoop with his strong arm. Mm-hmm. I'm in luck. Then he puts the scoop down into the barrel. It's running low. He can't quite get the last few scoops out of the bottom. Pulls the scoop out. Not strong enough with his withered arm to lift the barrel out so that he can angle it to get the scoop in. Has to use the strong arm to lift it out. All because I selected that flavor. Picks it up. Reaches in with the withered arm and scoops my ice cream. <laughs> well, so 
If you're looking to blend the familiar with the strange, you can have a superhero, caped and all, muscular buff, throw in that withered arm, you get a completely different ice cream story. <laughs> and I want to see that story. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. you as the writer need to get on that. All right. So you can block your art or we can break your artist block. We can break your writer's block. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to prove it by a game. We are sitting at the table. I am adjacent to Chris. Chris is adjacent to Tim. And then uh, Tim is adjacent to me in a triangular shape. So what we're going to do is start out with me. I'm going to just say something that's familiar. Then it's going to move clockwise to Chris. And he's going to throw in something strange. We'll stop. For one to two minutes, we'll try to come up with a story idea based on that on that thing. And then we're going to go back into play. And Tim, because he's the next one in the clockwise rotation, is going to say something familiar. Then I'll say something strange. And so on and so forth. Are you guys ready to play the writer's block, artist block, breaking game? Let's do this. Protocon, you are the timekeeper. Are you feeling good today, Protocon? And here we go. I'm going to say something that's familiar. All right? Are you ready? A sunrise. A sunrise. Now you say something um, strange. Something strange. I was my go-to the first one was going to be telekinesis. A sunrise. So, a person's mind power who's raising the sun. Okay. How about that? Yeah. All right, so how do we make a story out of that? We get Protocon, put uh, your guns away. (laughs) (laughs) And then what I want you to do is put a minute on the clock. Do you think you can do that, Protocon? Actually, we'll do two minutes because it's brainstorming. Let's go two minutes now. All right, so somebody is raising the sun through telekinesis. Who would want to stop that? Um, some kind of villain that uses the night as a vampire. Cover. A vamp. Yes. A vampire. There we go. Okay. So, a vampire who's found out all these years when they've been ducking away from the sun, it's been this immortal person with telekinesis that's been. Sp- spinning the Earth's rotation to make that sun rise. So they need to hunt down this person to make it continuous night forever so that they can rule the world. So, Tim, who's our our protagonist? (laughs) The vampire or the telekinetic? I'm going to say the vampire. All right, so the vampire is, and what's going to make us more sympathetic for the vampire race? Vampire race is almost extinct. There are no humans left. The vampires are the only race next to this immortal. Okay. I I like the idea of the immortal being more of a secret, though. Okay. You know what I mean? And in our regular world, because we want to keep familiar. So we're doing familiar sunrise, you know? So what if... he's the anomaly. Okay. Yeah. So what if... uh, the vampires were actually originally a really peaceful good race. Mm-hmm. The only reason they've been becoming bloodsuckers and creatures of the night is because this t- 
telekinetic a long time ago was like, I know how to keep the vampire peeps down. I'll start spinning this mofo so that uh, I create this daytime situation at sunrise. Never trust the sun, man. Exactly. And... Two minutes. Did you see how we just busted Rider's Block all over your face? (laughs) (laughs) We certainly did. All right. So that just proved it right there. We only needed two words. And even though that might not be your magnum opus... You're gonna, you can still get a story out of that. Something, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's just gonna make the brainstorming go easier. Hey, let that was pretty fun. What do you guys say we keep it rolling? Yeah. All right. So now it's Tim's turn to say something familiar, and my turn to say something strange. The grocery store. All right. the The coming of a strange is something. Uh, yeah. The grocery store. And a subterranean world. Okay. All right. Uh, Protocon, two minutes on the clock. Let's go. How do we make a story out of this? Well, first thought was uh, in this certain grocery store in every town in USA, there is a entryway into... The subterranean world. Right. And from there, it's open to... I'm trying to think of there's uh, maybe everything that's sold in this grocery store is manufactured in the... Well, I was going to say it's like root vegetables. Okay. So it's something they can just almost pick up out of the sky, you know, Mm -hmm. and bring it down. And... uh, one day, for some reason, they the root vegetables stopped growing. What's the reason on the surface that the root vegetables stopped growing? It's always night because... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go back to the well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We're going to bust... That's our prequel. Bust a uh, writer's blood. The owner of the grocery store is a, a fascist. All right, and and, and stands he to, wants the subterranean people to suffer and die out so that his grocery store can thrive, or maybe he uh, wants his grocery store to thrive, but his grocery store on the surface. Minus thirty seconds. So he just basically stops all the stuff that they can sustain themselves on, mm-hmm. so that they he have violates to, their treaty, so that he, they have to buy his surface crap. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, hey, uh, we don't need your surface crap. We got carrots and taters. Yeah, we're down here for a reason. We yeah. don't need your crap. Exactly. Don't try to control my life, bro. <laughs> they're, they're, they're San Francisco <laughs> people. <Surface bro>. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> and they tire. Oh, hey. I, I was going to flesh that out a little bit. <laughs> I think I that's we a, a, good... a, a great place to go, though, just them <laughs> yeah. emerging to the surface and being like, you got two separate cultures. You yeah. Know? So, uh, there's a lot. That was kind of silly, but there's a lot you could do with it. Well, I mean... There's nothing wrong with silly. When you're brainstorming, it's you're supposed to be having fun while you're doing it, too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we did a whole episode about brainstorming that you can go back and listen to. And I have. <laughs> All right. So, let's keep this, uh, let's keep this thing a-rolling. So, I think it's on Chris to say something familiar and Tim to say something, something strange. Something familiar. Uh, let's see... A rock and roll concert. 
rock and roll concert. It's not familiar to me. I'm lame. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Go ahead. How about a jazz concert? <laughs> I was thinking more of Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a rock That's unfamiliar <laughs> to everyone below the age of like 45, 50. But okay. I'm a time traveler. Oh, okay. So are we going to do a Yanni concert? No, no, we got a no rock we're going with the original. Familiar, familiar. We are going with the original. A rock and roll concert. Stop stalling, Tim. And an army of cats. <laughs> All right, and we got the clock going now. So in, immediately off the, the bat, I'm thinking that there's a rock group mm-hmm. that starts to play, and people kind of like their music. They play their first live gig, and people are kind of swaying back and forth, and then they see... Stray cats just massing like on the edges of the audience, and they find out cats freaking love their music. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's about, but every show they play around the country, the cats way outnumber the people, and it's almost creepy. Like, like they just start playing yeah. for people, and then once the music starts going out, the cats just come out of. And strangely everywhere. enough, they're playing Ted Nugent's Cat Scratch Fever <laughs> exactly for. Every song, which is freaking boring. <laughs> so, all right, so these cats are drawn to the music. Now what happens? What mobilizes them? Well, there's, I mean, you have all of these normal rock and roll concert goers smoking weed and yeah. whatnot, and the cats do not like this. Oh, so it's at odds. They think it's catnip <laughs> at first, but it's not catnip, and they are angry about it. So I'm thinking they think it's catnip first, and they're mm-hmm. mad that the humans are bogarting their catnip. Mm-hmm. But then when they find out it's weed, then they're like, uh, hey, we got an army of cats that's willing to do what we say because they love our music. They're not upset anymore about the catnip Also, thing. they take the cats under their wing. I'm thinking this is kind of like Army of Sharkness, but it's Army of Catnip kind of thing. So, Tim, what do you think for the last 15 seconds? Oh, isn't something to add? Yeah. Yeah, stop stalling. (laughs) (laughs) 10, I'm trying to think of a villain. We need a. We need a. We five, do need an antagonist, four, and we don't have three, time. Uh, The drummer is an asshole, and he hates cats. <laughs> All right. All these cats belong to one woman. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your antagonist. There's your antagonist. Yes, one cat lady. The has one created a full army. <laughs> And, and she was She was doing it to use them for a purpose, and then they all keep leaving because of this groovy right. music that they all and did. And she tried to warn the government about this amassing cat army, and they wouldn't listen. Yeah, and they're like, and now the- look what happens. Pencil pushers up on Capitol Hill. <laughs> so you Capitol can use that. Hill. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, you know, for any of these stories ideas, you could easily turn it serious. Right. You know, you could be like, all right, there's a. This could certainly be a sci-fi original movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, or that's if, if, that if really the Shark could, Tornado yeah. movie, Sharknado, <laughs> is a movie, then Cat, cat Scratch a, Fever, Cat Scratch is Fever, a movie. and we need to get the rights for that ten years and so that's if we're going to do that movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, it could be a serious. Or but um, here's how you could turn it a little bit more serious. Least. Let's say you're writing a fantasy novel or something, you know, and there is this troubadour. That goes around and just has this hypnotic power over, let's say, dwarves. So 
all the elves are listening to this guy and thinking, eh, he kind of sounds like sounds like Kenny G. Na 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 na. I stole that from a stand-up comedian. I was going <laughs> to say, do you actually know a Kenny G song? No. Uh, or the or the. So two. they're like, he kind of sounds like Kenny G, and the other guys are like, he rocks and rules, and all the dwarves are going crazy, and you know, really the guys like, using yes. <laughs> using mind power. So you could turn it serious. These brainstorming familiar strange mm-hmm. sessions, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, do they're an- based in reality, but they. Go to the strange side very quickly. <laughs> That's right. Let's do another example. Who? What round are we on here? That's uh, you and Nays. Yeah. So I, I say something Back familiar. Back to original, yeah. Okay, I say something familiar, and you say something strange. I'm going to say breakfast cereal. And I'm going to say... Um... Let's it could be something completely unrelated. Right. Don't try to connect it in your mind first. Just say something strange. Uh, let's say OCD. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I like it. All right, and protocon, start the clock. Sound effect. T minus two minutes. All right, we're going breakfast cereal and OCD. I'm thinking here. here, Here's a good one. Okay. So there's a guy who has OCD. And every week on Monday, he opens up his new breakfast cereal box. And because these things are probably packed with a precision scale or something like that, there is always the same amount of cornflakes in the box. But he puts it out all over his table, you know, his big table, puts them in a row, super OCD style, and finds out, yep, there's... 587 pieces, just like last week, just like the week before. And then one week, there's 586. And this puts him on a, I just can't shake it, I just can't shake it. I have to go to the factory where they package this breakfast cereal and find out what the hell happened. Mm -hmm. Pick it up from there. He goes to the factory, he finds the machine, uh... And the person in charge is not there. So It's like abandoned, like an abandoned factory, and the <laughs> machine keeps going, but there's no people well, where they're shooting. The guy people. should be on the line keeping oh, track. Okay. <laughs> and he's slacking off. I was thinking it was like so, Stephen King style, like everybody's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to go down a Stephen King route. Alright. <laughs> uh, he finds the guy in the bathroom. And he he's banging on the store the stall door. Uh huh. What are you doing? You should be on the line. This is my cereal we're talking about. <laughs> and then Tim, take it away for the last ten seconds. What does the guy respond with? Nine, Shoots him. Eight, seven, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you really destroyed everything we had going. It doesn't have to be a long story. <laughs> Wait, which guy shoots who? Oh. Beep, beep, beep. The OCD guy gets shot. The OCD guy gets shot? You got a madman in the factory. I think it makes more sense the other way for the OCD guy to be like, as soon as he comes yeah, into the factory. he goes on a murderous rampage. Yeah, well, as soon as he comes into the factory, he's like, that's why I was missing one piece. Because you had to take a crap. Yeah. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> 
Maybe they get somebody in here now that can do his business in the morning. Yeah. And nobody hears it because it's a loud factory and everybody has right. their earplugs in. <laughs> exactly. Safety first. OSHA standards. <laughs> All right. We're going to do one more. Here we go. Summertime barbecue. Summertime barbecue. In Antarctica. And Protocon, please put 27 minutes on the clock. That was strange to see how before. Two, a lot of minutes. Two minutes, now 27. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two minutes on the clock, and here we go. Summertime barbecue in Antarctica. Two All right. I don't know. If, I don't think it was this episode we talked about alive. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Alive? No, no. a few episodes ago. But let's just say the summertime barbecue menu is people. It's okay. because they're in Antarctica and they're trapped. There really is no summer in Antarctica? Well, there's a time of the year. <laughs> yeah, but there's the season doesn't really exist. No, it's pretty much the same. It's a wasteland of ice. Alright, so, wasteland of ice, they can't escape, running out of provisions... Now, I want to explore why this is still a fun event. Why it's still barbecue-themed. Oh, yeah, they're kind of having a party there. But they're great great at hockey. Yeah. (laughs) Who? Everybody. The penguins? What? No, the people that are having the barbecue. They have... have, It's fun in games. They have hockey. How does that explain why they're eating people and they're still happy about it? Is this in the future? Is it in the past? We can destroy writer's block here. Let's do future. All right, so it's in the future. They're in a protective dome from the weather, so they can have a barbecue wherever they want, and it filters out any carbon dioxide or whatever kind of poison you're going to get. Yeah, Yeah. all that stuff. So So, they're having the barbecue. They they run out of meat. Okay. Well, let's say they start out with people. Oh, what, okay. what people are they eating? Probably the people on the outside of the dome. And what people would live in Antarctica? The people that come to check on them because they've cut themselves off from society living in Antarctica. I got an idea. They sabotage them anytime they come. They act like they're still everybody's cool. And then they f- attack them. How about they effing? <laughs> How about there's so many people in Antarctica... Because Five, it's the future, four, and global warming three, has proceeded two, to the point one, that the zero. other areas of the world are inhabitable, mm-hmm. and now only Antarctica is. And there's so many people, that's the game. That's the source of meat. I like that. Write a story about that. Writer's block smashed! <laughs> Draw that scene, artist. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on behalf of myself, Jordan, and Chris, we're Show Me Comics, wishing you the best in your creative endeavors. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes, give us a review and a rating. Follow us on Twitter, at Show Me Comics. See us on Facebook, Hafu Graphic Novel. So Facebook.com slash Hafu Graphic Novel. And as always, you can purchase a copy on ShowMeComics.com. Chris, plug your stuff. Uh, You can follow me on uh, Twitter at Naserbeam N-A-E-S-E-R-B-E-A-M and you can follow me or you can find me on Facebook at Facebook slash Chris dot N-A-E-S Let's say something familiar and something strange to say goodbye So say something Farewell fam- Cucumber salad <laughs>